Thanks for tuning in to the No Mercy TV podcast. All donations are greatly appreciated. Whatever you can spare, whether it's $1, $2, whatever you can to help this platform get to a better place. Thanks for tuning in. Head on over to Spotify and all other streaming platforms to check out the No Mercy TV podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? No Mercy, Trap New York shit, nomercytv.com. We here with another episode of the No Mercy TV podcast. And who I have over here is a good friend of mine who we got a whole lot of history. Um, I think I did his first project. You know, we recorded in the crib, yeah. you know, back when we had the whole um, <laughs> home room set up, in the, the crib set up in the hood. Um, you know, we was doing videos and stuff like that. And um, now he's elevated to, you know, a whole new level, a whole new grind. I got my bro, CMF Tanner. What the fuck going on, man? What's good, man? Long time. Yeah, man, good to see you. Um, Damn, man, you done came a long way <laughs> since we first started. You know, um, I want to say, when was this? This was maybe like uh, 08, 09, around that time. Full fact. And um, we met, you know, we was on our working shit. You know, we ran into each other. <laughs> um, we both was, you know, getting into rapping at the time. And um, we just linked up and I recorded his first project at my crib, uh, us and uh, Josh. Yeah, Josh. I mean, shout out Josh. Yeah, and I see him. He he going crazy right now. Got to join up on YouTube with a million views. Um, and it's like everybody just like reconnects, and now we all at a whole nother level. You feel me? So um, let's talk about you, man. Um, first of all, how you been holding up throughout this whole pandemic? I mean, I just been staying focused. You know what I'm saying, staying focused, staying hungry, just grinding. You know what I'm saying, I ain't really trying to let this shit stop nothing. Okay. Okay. What did you have going on like before? Like, did any did the pandemic stop anything that you know you had planned or whatever? Um, actually, the pandemic actually probably stopped one of my biggest opportunities that I had coming up, which was um, I got invited by Def Jam to perform for um, Rolling Loud Miami. I was supposed to be in Rolling Loud Miami May eighth to the tenth, opening up for um, Post Malone, Travis Scott, and ASAP Rocky. But God once the once the COVID shit hit, that was. That went out the window. So how did that whole thing get linked up? Because, you know, Rolling Loud is like, I, I always say it's like the new Summer Jam. Maybe. You know, just that big festival where everybody come out and you see a lot of the newer talent, like the guys that's like emerging. So how did that whole thing get set up? Really, it, it went through my uh, through my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like um, Def Jam and a couple of other celebrities. Excuse me, was like my, my Instagram picked up a lot of traction with the videos and my performances because at that time I was doing maybe like seven or eight shows a month. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So my Instagram picked up a lot of traction from there and uh I woke up one morning, I got the email from Def Jam and then me and my wife was out shopping and they called me. Oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and uh that's how that opportunity came about, so Okay, okay, so what I want to do is take it back to the beginning. Like, how does CMF Tanner first get into doing music? Honestly, I mean, well, when when we first started in 08, 09, it was like, it was like a pastime, you know what I'm saying? It was something, um, 
at the time, I wasn't taking it, ser- taking it too serious because I was playing ball or whatever. That was like my first passion. But okay. I always knew I could rap. I used to rap for my men's and all that all the time, whatever. And they used to always tell me, like, yo, you good. Uh-uh. Then when I did the, uh, the Came Too Far Junk, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That was probably like my first dope record that I wrote. You know and I'm saying we actually shot the video for that. But, um, yeah, like I said, back then, it was, it was, it was a pastime. Like, it was just something to do when it was nothing to do. So what what made you say that you're gonna take it seriously? Like you, we had did that project, and then um, was it was did you get locked up after that? Yeah. All right. So what what um I don't know if you could speak too much on you know what happened in terms of just you know you getting locked up. I don't want to do the whole DJ Flash shit and you know have you <laughs> incriminating yourself? <laughs> I mean you can't incriminate. I already give a time for you. Okay. Can't come back and get okay. me. Okay. So what what was that whole um ordeal that you went through? Well, That's my what? first my first bid was an assault case. Okay. You know what I'm saying I wound up doing uh six and a half months off that. My second bid was for uh, check fraud and identity theft. You know okay. what I'm saying I did two and a half behind that, and then my last case was another assault case. So my thing, my drive this time, besides my lady, like, was I didn't want to go back to jail. I'm tired of the Department of Corrections, my nigga. Like, enough. <laughs> okay. So when you was um locked down, were you still focusing on like, were you writing or were you just on some like, let me just get up out of here and then get back to you know? Nah, when I was in it, that was my way of staying out the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like once I got my feet planted and niggas knew I wasn't the one to be played with, like. After that, it was just, all right, let me do this. I, mean, I, I was just writing, writing, phone, eating, working out. That was it. But mostly writing just to occupy my time. You know what I'm saying, like, you know, the busy you stay, is, it, feel like, it feels like the clock moves a little faster when you keep busy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely use a lot of that time just writing. So when I came home, it was like I was ready to go. But even when I first came home, I didn't even plan on taking it serious. I was still just content with being one of the nice niggas in the hood, just, you know what I'm saying, like rapping for my friends and all that. Me and my lady was in the house one day and she heard me rapping. She just, she was the one that actually was like, yo, why you don't start putting shit out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you were still recording music um, at this time? I was just like, starting back. Oh, just starting back? Okay. Yeah, I was just starting back. So she was like, yo, why you don't start recording stuff and putting shit out? And I was like, I, I, one of my men showed me how to make a little SoundCloud account. I did that. And um, actually, my first two joints that I recorded, I did features with um, one of my boys, his name Extra Money. Okay. I'm saying he from Harlem. Shout okay. out Extra Money, whatever. I did um, two joints with him, and the feedback I got off those two verses was like, everybody like, don't not, bro, you went crazy. Uh-uh. And then my first song that I did that was my own was Avalon Gangster. Okay. And that shit like kicked the door down for me. Okay. Now, um, one one of my one of my uh, I just say memories is that um, you know, after you was locked, um, I was coming up still doing like you know my shit with the Battle League, yeah. the Trap New York and everything, and um, somebody who had been locked up with you had came home, and he told me he was like, yo, you know a dude named uh Tanner. I'm like, yeah, that's my man. We was doing music and shit a while ago. He was like, yeah, I was locked up with him. I was like, this is my man King Sprite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel yeah, me? That's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that's but but how, how how did you run into him? 
we actually met in the yard. Okay. Up okay. north, honestly, like me and met in the yard up north, and um, you know, just regular conversation or whatever the case may be, because he was chilling, like he was, and we was in the same circle up north. Okay. You know so me and him one day, uh, we just so happened to be out of our circle. We just so happened to be like the only two niggas out of our crew that was in the yard that day. So we just chopping it up, and it came for like it came that we both knew you. I'm like, oh no, nah, I'm like mercy, nah, that's my boy. Like what? Yeah, yeah. And and just when we came, when he had you know told me that I was like you know, I I, w- I wasn't happy that you was locked, but I was happy that you at least seemed like like he made it seem like you were still focused. In terms of like getting back to music possibly yeah. and stuff like that so you know um i, I want to say my first time uh i want to say getting reaccustomed with you was i was on the gram one day and a mu- a clip of a music video come by now mind you i'm into the battle rap shit and i see rex and mook i'm like Wait a minute, what the hell is going on there? <laughs> and then I'm seeing like, you know, your, your production done got better, like you got a, a dope visual, um, the the music sounds like real professional. I'm like, oh, so he back doing this shit serious, serious. So how, how was just that whole process of you getting into it? Like, you, I know you said the, um, your first joint was Avalon. Yeah, Gangsta. Avalon Gangster. Okay, and how did, how did that song come about? Like, what was the inspiration behind Avalon that? Avalon Gangster, that was the song that I put out for my set. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm Avalon Crip, you know what I mean? So, um, that was really, like, I did that one to put out for my set, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to, because one thing, uh, like, my set was a little unfamiliar to New York. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Avalon's, we come from L.A. So, um, pretty much, like, when I'm meeting other niggas and shit, and I'm saying I'm telling niggas that I'm Crip or whatever, it's like, they're like, yo, what's, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling niggas, like, yeah, I'm Avalon, Eastside 40, Avalon Crip. They like Avalon's, like y'all in New York, like. So the thing with the Avalon Gangster song was pretty much it was like it was a statement, really, like to let niggas know, like nigga, we here, nigga, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So now yeah, it was it was, it was, it was um, for the homies. I, I want to get into just a little bit of the gang thing without going too far into it, cause you know this not combo for everybody. Mm-hmm. But just as much as you can divulge, like how does that whole thing work in terms of just like you being from New York but still repping something that's from Cali? At the end of the day, you gotta you gotta make that pilgrimage. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta make that pilgrimage. It's like, and um, I feel like personally, if you're a nigga that's banging, whether you blood, crip, whatever, like. You should want to go to, you should want to learn your roots. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should want to go back to where, you know what I'm saying? Like, where your shit started at. You know what I'm saying? If you got those ties mm-hmm. to the West Coast, nigga, you should want to go there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and you should want that stamp from out there. Like, I'm a nigga that's back and forth. You okay. know what I'm okay. saying? Like, so, you take trips out there regularly yeah, and all that? Yeah, like, regularly. So, what, what, what is it like when you, what is it like when you out there? Like, oh, it's love. It's love. You know what I'm saying? Like, the homies, they show us a lot of love out west when we come out there because, a lot of niggas out here from the East Coast, they not making that, they, like I said, they not making that pilgrimage. They ain't going out there to go tapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and how do they feel about it out there? Do they take it as like disrespect or are they like, you know? Nah, the fact that they can say we got homies in New York, like they love that shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like my homies, my homies call me and video chat me on a regular. Like a lot of them call me and like just to see what New York look like. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, like as bad as we want to go out there, they want to come out here just as bad, and we are like 
where they reason to come out east. Okay, okay. So what, who you know from Cali in terms of like people that may be like popular that you know the people can identify with? Uh, Compton has TG, he's one of them. Um, TG, TG's another one. Um, these are cats are like, that I know from out there. Um, those are probably uh, my boy Easy. Easy's another one. Uh, who else? Who else? Damn, what's my boy name? He blood too, but he get busy. He got a. Uh, he actually got a joint EP out with um with Sue Surf. Oh, Mozzie. Mozzie. Okay. Yeah, I okay. like Mozzie. Okay. So, um, what what is it like in terms of like not just Cali because you know this game shit kind of spread it like to all sorts of different places. Are there any other places that you go and it's like, you know, the same type of love that you're getting like- Everywhere I go. Everywhere. Virginia, Baltimore, like wherever, wherever it's lit at, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like wherever it's low Saturday, I make it there, like it's, it's love, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm in Baltimore a lot. You know what I'm saying I got homies out there in Baltimore, Virginia. I got a couple of homies out in Virginia, okay. uh, Jersey. Um, like I said, just anywhere I get my feet planted at. You feel me? Especially if it's gangster crips there, like it's if it's crips, period. Mm-hmm. There, like you feel me? It's love, but gangster crips, that, that's my call, the gangster call. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's gangster crips there, like it's it's always love. Like. Okay. Now, um, going back to, you know, me seeing the video clips, I seen that you got, you know, Rex and Mook in your videos. What's your relationship like with them? That mob. You know what I'm saying? I'm that mob. Um, definitely big shout out to Rex and Mook or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I knew them niggas for a while. Uh, me and Mook got the uh, the song, the, the strapped up shit out. I mean, me and Rex, Palmy mm-hmm. got the strapped up shit out together, whatever the case may be. It was like, and... They kind of remember me from just playing ball. Okay, okay. So it's like, once some niggas seen that I could rap and I could really rap, they was like, oh, no, nah, we got to get cut with us. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Shit, since we on Battle Rap Time, um, you watch Mook and Tay Rock? You know I watch Mook and Tay Rock. <laughs> I already know because the whole Harlem was tuned in. Like, you know I watch Mook. <laughs> <laughs> you know I watch Mook. So um, Rock, let's talk about it, man. Who you had winning? I have Mook winning. Okay. I, I don't know who's seen it on my social media, but I, I told niggas. I think I seen you in his story. I think yeah. Yeah, we posted some shit. Yeah, um, I told niggas the day before. I'm like, yo, if y'all think that Mook gonna come and play with this nigga, like, <laughs> y'all really got my bro fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I had him with the 32. You had him with the 30? Yeah. Yeah, every, every round. Like, I just felt like in terms of um his content, like, he was just surgical, like, touching on every different aspect about rap on some, like, personal shit. Yeah, and I, matter of fact, I'm not even gonna lie. I wanted him to go 30, which he did. He went 30. But knowing knowing Rock, I didn't want to take nothing from Rock. So I, I initially was saying Mook 2-1. I thought Rock would have been able to pull one out. Yeah. And Mook came in red form. <laughs> Ain't nothing you can do when he coming at niggas like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in, in terms of battle rap, who who you who some of the guys that you rock with the most? Kayshawn, I fuck with Kayshawn to the max. Kayshawn, okay. Mook. Um, I fuck with Arsenal. Okay. I fuck with Arsenal to the max. Uh, uh, who else? 
Clips is clips is good when clips ain't on no bullshit. <laughs> when clips, clips take a nigga serious, clips get busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? I like the Loso nigga. Loso is alright. Loso definitely fire. Fuck with Cut. Uh, Chess, I like Chess too. I like Chess. Couple niggas, like, and then I like the females. I fuck with the female shit too though. Okay, okay. Who you like out of the female? I like official. Official okay. get busy. Yeah, she fired. She definitely fired. Forty get busy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forty get busy. Miss Hustle. Um, Tory. Tory get busy. Word. I'll be. I'm. I'll be in tune. She over there looking like. Don't name too many. <laughs> nah, she a forty. She a forty balls fan. Oh, okay, okay. Forty done got smoked three times. No, I'm just saying. She's gonna come across the table. <laughs> but I can't wait. I can't, I, I can't wait for this uh, 40 and official battle. She smoked surf, though. I, I guess. Yeah, that. she did. She she got him out of there. Yeah, she did. Him. She got him out of there. Oh, I fuck with surf, too. I just, on a uh, battle rap set, definitely fuck with surf hard. Lux. Lux, my man. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for Lux to get back in the ring. Yeah, Lux, Lux is scary, especially when he take these little hiatuses. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know he be focused on other shit, but you know the minute he get that battle call, he gonna be back locked in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, but um, going back, you know, to the music thing for a minute. Um, who's some of the people that you've had a chance to like network with? Like possibly, who knows, get in the studio and you know just get to chop it up with people that you know um, people be familiar with. I've been chopped. Uh, actually, I've been in in. Frequent contact with a couple of uh, mainstream niggas. Um, Casanova actually got a song right now on um on Casanova's last uh Who's Next project. Okay. Um, I've been in contact with Casanova. I've been in contact with Gilly the Kid. Okay. Uh, Uncle Murder. Uh, who else? Who else? Mano, Vado. Uh, a couple DJs. Uh, Flex actually just reposted me on his page not too long ago. Okay. Um, DJ Flip. Uh, Superstar J, um, uh, 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 quite a few, quite a few. Cassidy, I'm saying okay. like quite a few. Okay. Uh, what was it like when you got your first show? Like when you got booked for your first show? Oh man, that shit. It was. It was nerves. A lot of nerves. You know what I'm saying? Um, what I, was it? I actually got. I still actually have the. The uh, film from my first performance, you know what I'm saying, and it ain't nothing like now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, like, so what, what was that whole thing like? First of all, um, how far were you into doing music when you got this show? Because you know it's usually a grind before you really start. Nah, it was maybe maybe four months. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, maybe four months. And uh. It was just, you know, this is. I try to tell a lot of people now, like, it's a lot of, it's a big difference from rapping for your niggas because sometimes your niggas will be biased. You get what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Like, definitely. A lot of times your niggas will be biased. Sometimes your niggas don't want to tell you when you trash. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's true. So to have my first performance in front of a whole bunch of. Motherfuckers that I don't know from nowhere. You get what I'm saying? Like, How many was it in there? It was maybe a hundred and something people in there. Okay, okay. What spot was that? And it, this was a five spot in Brooklyn. Okay, okay. And it was kind of it was a it was, it was different from doing like a talent show. Cause I done did talent shows like my whole life, but doing talent shows it was like 
you know, that's rapping somebody else, somebody else shit. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, to actually hit a stage and perform my own shit for a bunch of people that don't know me from nowhere, never heard of me, never heard my music, none of that, it was like, Alright, let me not come off like too much of a weirdo. Like I like you know what I'm saying? Like you just feel like a nerd for a minute, like yo, yeah. how these niggas gonna take to me? They gonna like me. You know what I'm saying? Like and my first performance, I spent more time trying to find motherfuckers that was vibing to my music than focusing on my energy and my performance. Oh, okay, okay. So what what would you say your performance was like? Like it wasn't too it, it sounded like it might not have been too energetic or nah, I wasn't too energetic. It okay. was a lot of just like walking back and forth across the stage, rapping, just trying to see if niggas was feeling me, whatever the case may be. But um, after that performance, it was like, you know, after I get a mic up or whatever, now I'm walking through the crowd, now niggas are like, yo, bro, that, yo, that Avalon Gangsta shit is hot. Yo, that running up shit, that shit is fire. Yo, I like that shit, ah, ah. And then probably about, like, I want to say maybe about like my third or fourth performance, I was a whole new nigga, like, <laughs> now my fat ass jumping in the crowd, I'm on some bullshit, like, you feel me, like, but it's just, nigga had to own it, you know what I'm saying, like, I had to come to the realiz realization with myself, like, everybody's not gonna like everything, Yeah. you know what I'm saying, but yeah. realistically, let's say in a, a room full of, a room full of 100, let's just say guarantee you're gonna get at least 35 that fuck with you, Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. And even that shit is high, you feel me? Like, so, like I said, after a while, it was, just, it was just owning it. And then it was like the more niggas listened to my music and then seeing me come out of my shell as a performer, it was like the more love I guess, the, the easier it got. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now it's like I take every show, like, like I'm the best nigga in the room. Like. <laughs> okay, okay. Shit, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, how how does it feel to actually be able to to eat off your music? Because you know you got a lot of people that do this shit for a hobby, and they don't know the steps it'll take to like really start getting paid from your music. So how does it feel to just get to that point? That shit is like one of the best feelings. That's that's one of the best feelings as a upcoming artist. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you get paid, that I mean that just goes to show that. Niggas fuck with your shit enough to purchase your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, this is people that you don't know from a hole in the wall because nine times out of ten, let's be real, like your man's is not really gonna, they're gonna look for every free way to stream your music possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, That's a fact. They're gonna look for fact. every free way to stream your music. So you, they'll do SoundCloud, YouTube, shit like that. Like, Ain't too many, ain't, ain't too many of your men's really going on Amazon to buy your shit or going on um, iTunes to buy your shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that money that you get coming in from your royalties and all that, cause that's what it is. Like that just goes to show, like niggas, like you got other people's ears when niggas is listening. Okay. Now, um, how many projects you got out right now? I think I seen two. I got two. Tales from the Crip One. Tales from the Crip Two. Okay. Now, when did those projects drop? Uh, Tales from the Crib 1 was, what, 2017? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tales from the Crib 1 was 2017, and Tales from the Crib 2 was last year. Okay. Now, or um... Early this year. <clears throat> that was early this year. That was early this year. Tales from the Crib 2 was early this year. Okay, now what was the motivation behind those tapes? Um, first of all, the title. 
tells from the well. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but. you know, I'm I'm, 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 I'm gonna talk my shit all the time. I'm like, okay. Any interesting um pieces on those? Just in terms of like maybe you got records where you might get a little personal or stuff that you like really like hold dear to heart type shit. Um, I don't think I really gave nobody none of, none of that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely my next project, Crown Me King, is gonna have. More like more deep and like more intimate shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I actually got a song on my next project called Cry No More, which is um a song dedicated to two of my brothers or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying they passed away. God bless them. So um yeah, we are gonna get like the more I go to like it's gonna get a lot. It's, it's gonna get a lot deeper. Okay. It's gonna get a lot deeper. Well, uh, what would you categorize your style as? Oh man, see that's that's a tough question because. <laughs> I do so much different shit because I don't like to be placed in a box. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, I mean, I got drill music. Like, actually, Tales from the Crypt 2 was, like, more drill music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got drill music. I got shit niggas to just vibe to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's kind of hard to say, like, oh, I'm this kind of rapper. Or I'm that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Because, first of all, niggas see me. I'm six feet, 260 pounds, I'm crip. So niggas automatically think gang shit or gangster shit. That's the first thing they think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, that's yeah, the okay. first thing they expect. Yeah. So then when I come out with a shit, like I like uh, when I came out with Run It Up, it was like, oh, nah, this nigga, he a little different. Like, that was that was dope. You know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm this kind of rapper. Or I'm that kind of rapper. Like, I try to give niggas... All type of different shit. Like I'm, I'm even learning. I'm getting better with like playing with my voice now. Like as far as harmonizing and all that. I'm telling you, a lot of this shit that I'm about to come out with gonna fuck niggas up. Okay. Yeah, because I remember early on, man. You were most. I, I want to say you were more just East Coast lyrical heavy, you know, in that type of time. And then now it's like, you start to pay more attention to like production, like ad-libs and, you know, that type. Like, it seemed like you evolved, your style evolved over time. Yeah, because you know, a lot of people, a lot of niggas I listen to my music, they tell me this all the time. Like, yo, when I first started listening, I used to just hear how you how you ride a beat, and I'm like, I, I, you, your ride was crazy. But then when I sat down and I listened, it's like, nigga, you really be saying some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like, um, I ain't gonna lie, the the whole on joint is probably my favorite verse from you right now. Like that that verse you just you just went stupid with the whole uh uh get the drum clapping at the shoes, have them toe tip to a new song. Like that shit is just crazy. Like I'm like, yo, he really like done elevated just in terms of like your style and everything. Um, how did that connection come about? You and uh Mook Malou? Me and Mook, uh damn. I how the hell did me and Mook meet? I really do, I forgot how we actually met, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But once we met, we clicked and we stayed in constant contact from then through, uh, through social media. Okay. Um, it was just, at first it was just regular, like, yo, it's cracking, homie, ah, this and third, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know what I'm saying? Just keeping it tuned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, I want to say maybe a month or two down the line is when I seen that he, uh, he was into the, the management scene. Yeah, Cody and T Shop. Yeah. Um and then they had uh I know they had uh Smoke Loca as a uh, as an artist. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever the case may be. But um 
really like Cuz was one of the like like he followed me from the time me and him linked to the present day. He followed my follow my work ethic, follow my my music, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like and now we on the verge of uh, like sign up on the verge of signing with Cole for management. Okay. You know okay. What I'm so what what was that uh convo like just in terms of uh, finally getting you on a song? He hit me up and he told me he like uh he said yo cuz I ain't gonna lie he said yo this probably be my this gonna be my last song um as an artist he said this is about to be my last song after this I'm about to uh just solely focus on management he said but I want my last song to be with shoes what's up I said alright cuz fuck it send me the track you know what I'm saying like shit ain't about nothing he sent it to me when he sent it to me he sent me like it was like a rough draft mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. So I listened to it, heard the beat. I said, oh, no, nah, this shit hard. He said, all right, cool. I texted him back, like, yeah, I can fuck with this. Let's do it. He didn't hear my verse and none of that shit before we hit the studio. Okay, okay. So when we get to the stool, uh, he recorded his part over, whatever the case may be. And then when I, got in the, uh, when I got in the booth to do my verse, that nigga sat back and was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you definitely dropped the bomb on that one. Look, what 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 was what was your um expression when he told you he was like, yo, I'm getting my man Mercy to shoot the video. When he told me that, I said, yo, I said, yo, that's I tell like I tell everybody whenever like niggas bring you in, I'm like, yo, that's really my man. My nigga yeah. like really like me and this nigga go back like yeah, oh wait, yeah. oh nah, like niggas Over 10 years know, under the like, belt, man. Yeah, but, um, how how you like how the, in terms of how the video came out? The video then? was definitely dope. It was dope. The blue, the blue tint on the video was fire. Mm. The, the 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 scene jumping was fire. Like the scenes that was caught was fire. Like I'm saying, like that that green screen shit. It, it I never like I was never really too familiar with the, with green, the screen green screen shit. process. And yeah. you never did a um, green screen video before. Nah. Okay, okay. Word. So that shit that shit was dope. Like like the whole shit was was mean. Like she was mean. Okay. Well, um, shit. What do, what do you have to look forward to in terms of your um career? Like, what what do you got on the horizon that people could look forward to? Um, I know you said the the Crown Me King joint yeah, coming up. Yeah, Crown Me King project is coming out. Uh, I don't have a set date for it yet, mm -hmm. but it's definitely in the works soon. Um, I'm actually about to start working with another with an R and B artist by the name of um Jr. Just Real. Okay. You know what I'm saying like. Boy would definitely do his thing. We actually probably gonna put out a, a EP for Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um so I got a couple months to get that done. Yeah, so like I said though, man, I'm 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 grinding, man. Like I'm I'm on a shitload of features right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um uh soon I'll be doing a a feature with Compton S T G and T Z from our West. So that shit'll be dope. Um, Blue Buck, Blue Bucks Clan. Um, they from they from LA. Uh, actually, the manager for uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony actually reached out to me a couple months ago. So it's like I'm 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 grinding right now. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. You you definitely like I said, man. I'm just happy to see like where you were before and where you are now is just like, it's not that it's two different people, but just your focus is like, you know, a lot more different these days. So I definitely salute you for everything you got going on. Um, to close this out, let them know where they can contact you on social media. Oh, uh, look, man, more 
Instagram, CMF Chandler, CMF2 underscores, T-A-N-A. Snapchat, Big Bank Chandler, 60. Um, CMF Channel on all streaming platforms. Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal. Wherever you listen to your music at, nigga, I'm there. You feel me? Uh, Videos is out on YouTube. Go tune in with them shits. How many videos you got out? 14 right now. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, so they just type your name and all them shit's gonna yeah, come up. Yeah, just type in CMF channel and everything come up. My my two projects come up. Uh anybody out of feature with who got um that released the music we did is is up. So Um, you know what? One thing I wanna ask you about, just because you're an up and coming artist, have you been hip to all of the um I guess you could kinda say scamming shit that's been going on? Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you ain't get caught, did you? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I done had niggas reach like tap into me with tap in with me about all sorts of shit. Uh um I had one one nigga hit me up impersonating somebody from uh Yeah Was yeah. it Def Jam? I think it was Def Jam. Def Jam or Universal was one of them. Mm-hmm. But what he said was he said he was an A R from Universal, but when I typed the nigga name in on Instagram, it, the person popped up. But they was an A and R for a, a whole nother label. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? And nigga was trying to get me to send out like I think four hundred dollars for uh, some studio time shit. They was gonna fly me out to Miami, me and four people for a session. What's that? I'm like, nigga, you got me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so how, how did you how did you find out that he like you just typed the name in and anytime anybody hit me up from um like. On my in my email, cause that's where it comes to. Okay. Okay. Like they'll they'll send the shit to my email or whatever the kingdom. But anytime I get those emails, it's like I know logically if you hit me up from like and, and you from a label or some shit, it shouldn't be hard to find your social media. Yeah. So the minute that name comes through, I'm already searching that that name on social media and on on uh, on Instagram. Excuse me, and then I even take it a step further as to DM a nigga. Oh, DM them that thing. Yeah. Somebody using their shit. I screenshot the message and send it to them. You know what I'm saying? My thing is this: if you own me the way you say you own me in this email, if I send you a message to your DM, it shouldn't be no reason why you ain't getting back to me. Or if I email you back and send you like my number and ways to contact me, and yeah. you still. Did I, it's like, come on, my nigga. Like, oh, okay, okay. So you being smart about it, you doing your research and stuff like that. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, let's be real. Like, if y'all want me to come somewhere so bad, y'all are gonna pay for me to get there. <laughs> That's a fact. The fuck? Like, That's y'all gonna make sure I get there. Because it's them reaching out to you and not the other way around. Yeah, so they like, should be footing the bill for everything. Yeah, so if y'all hear me up, like, yo, we want to get you over here with such and such, that the next, that next line should be. What's my availability? And um, we need your name and information for a flight or whatever the case may be. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just wanted that for, you know, a lot of the up and coming artists because, you know, it's, it's a lot of artists that they still don't get it. They still don't get how to not get caught by, you know, all these scams and stuff that's going on. And um, I'm actually going to be doing something with um, this Instagram. Um, it's called like Rap Ponzi Scheme or something like that. And they kind of like exposing all of the people that's doing, you know, the scamming shit. So, you know, um, I just wanted to throw that out there for, you know, any up and coming artists that might be watching and, you know, wondering 
about all this shit that's going on. So yeah, you it's like don't setting get, the template for how to not get caught. Yeah, it's like don't get cause and, and it, it's hard too because when you are up and coming artist or whatever the case may be, and you get these DMs, you shit like yo, I'm such and such from Def Jam or. How you doing? I'm such and such from Universal. I'm such and such from Sony. Your mind is sparked. Like, oh shit! Think you made it? Talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, one thing they gotta realize, like, you gotta know your worth. If they reaching out to you, and they need you to, get, they gonna get you there. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, that's a fact. You should never have to come out of pocket for nothing. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If they reaching out to you. These niggas got the means for everything. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's they, true. Whether they send you the money to get there or they take care of your flight and send you confirmations and shit like that. Like Niggas get paid for meetings and shit yeah, like, like that. Like, so. You know what I'm saying? Like These niggas, let's be real. These niggas that send the messages out get paid to just send you the fucking email. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's if true. they want you to get somewhere, they're going to make sure you get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. So, you know, um, I just wanted to do that for all the up-and-coming artists. You know, I don't want anybody getting scammed. I think this shit is corny. But, you know, um, we'll get into more all, all of that more on the channel. Y'all will see my blogs and stuff like that. But, um, Tanner, I appreciate you coming through. Appreciate As always, me. like, this is, like, really my brother. Like, somebody right. who I've really known for a long time. So, you know, um, definitely looking forward to seeing what you come with. And um, we'll be at y'all soon, man. This is the No Mercy TV podcast. And we highlight. Y'all soon. Bye.